Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. It's hour two of the G-Bag Nation here on 105 Through the Fan. We are live from Surprise, Arizona, home of Rangers Spring Training, right here on your home of the Rangers. Opening day just about a month away. And our coverage is brought to you by Sonic Mmm, good. Yeah. What's your favorite Sonic thing? Oh, my gosh, dude. I, I'm so excited to ask all the players that this week. I want to get a running tally of just the uh, the overwhelming majority. Sure, I was going to ask that. Pulling some uh, some Rangers kidding. players. What's the best thing on the menu? Because it's such a wide variety menu. Yes. There's de- there's delightful things across the board. Do you go for the drink? Do you go for the desserts? The, Do you breakfast? Go for the, the breakfast? How about just the left side of the menu? The breakfast, the breakfast, the breakfast. Just go for the left side. Yeah. The left side of the menu. Go I left will side. Say, I don't yeah. want to limit myself, man. I, I want to go crazy with this thing. I want to get a breakfast burrito. I want to get Mott sticks. I want to get the holiday. Pino cheddar okay. poppers. I want to wash it down with a mott sticks. Mott sticks up. are up there for me. I think before I went on soda, though, I was I was binging on the uh, onion rings. You could do oh, that. Gosh. There's a sweetness to their batter. Yeah, yeah they're I delightful. love their onion rings. Yeah, I, I I love them too. But I, I I'm always got an eye on the sweets. So for me, it's the Cine snacks. I think they got the best oh. Cine snacks in the game. Yes. I think they might be more delicious than Cinnabons. Ooh, Ooh. we might have to yeah. do a review on that. Yeah. We might need to try both of them and see who once and for all is the Cine king. We could, we because could. I, I I think Sonic holds up with their offering. And there's something about baseball season that makes you want to get just one of those conies, lather the I chili and the cheese on it. It does. You just crush. You're right. Tater well, tots. Well, you'll be hearing a lot about Sonic uh, this week as they are our sponsor here, this spring training coverage. Well, of course, we have football going on in the background, and the combine was getting underway today, and Stephen Jones took some time to talk to the media, didn't he, Brian? He sure did. Now, this Stephen usually does this on a Tuesday, and uh, he's in town in Indy for the competition committee uh, members' meetings that they're going to try and have. So, uh yeah, that's, uh, you know, Todd Archer and everybody that you used to catch up with on those Tuesdays. It's kind of like the official kickoff for the uh, combine for the guys over at DallasCowboys.com. <laughs> Mulchuk's shaking up his thing on the, on the webcam. Looks funny. <laughs> what, his drink? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What you doing down yeah, there? Yeah, but here's the thing. Got I got a lot of <laughs> I got the lid on properly, Brian, so I'm not going right, to. I'm you. a booth over, so I'm, I'm not, just I grateful you're not just. almost said something appropriate. I believe it. Yeah. Not going to spill it myself. It's not a surprise at all. Okay, so (laughs) Steve on Dak and how he believes the offense is going to evolve. I have a couple of questions for you. Do you think it'll be noticeably different, and then will it be noticeably better? Is this just a a different flavor of ice cream, or is this going to be, you know, a a significant adjustment for the Cowboys that's going to have an impact? Steve says, I've got all the faith in the world we can win this thing with Dak. Um because we know him, we know what he's about. His leadership skills are undeniable, impeccable work ethic. Other than he hadn't won some key playoff games, he's everything you want in a QB. From the day he walked in the door, he's won a lot of games. We just got to get over the hump. You guys have that faith in Dak? 
I, if there's enough talent around him, I still believe he can be a quarterback that gets it done. I don't believe that they will put the necessary talent around him to get it done because they still view him through a lens of like one of these premium quarterbacks that can be the difference maker when you cut some corners on your roster building and your team building. And so, but he is not that guy. We've seen it. He's good enough with a bunch of talent around him, but have you paid him too much now in the Cowboys' eyes to put the necessary talent around him? Yeah. When it comes to the offense, I, I, do think, I do think you'll see some considerable change. And one of the things will just be in, in having a philosophy where they lean on, so they have staples. Whereas Kellen Moore, you'll find him middle of the pack in all these different categories. How often did you use motion? How often did you use play action? All these different things where it's like you're just in the middle. One week you go heavy with it. The next week it's not really there. You didn't have any things that were the backbone of your offense. And I think at the very least with McCarthy and Schottenheimer, you're going to see, hey, there's going to be a team that's going to lean on play action. More cohesiveness yeah. yeah, in the play calling and play yeah. design. Here's the things that we do. And week to week, you're going you're gonna to see these things. And I think they'll lean into play action which will help Dak and that's the one thing that I feel confident that will be better let let me follow up with Chief real quick because I think it's interesting I consider Chiafalo maybe the most positive guy at the station when it comes to you know looking at what's possible but he's also realistic you know but I kind of got a vibe from you Chief that maybe you feel like for the foreseeable future the Cowboys are not contenders no matter how many regular season games they win because they won't build a roster good enough that's 100% the way I feel uh, because and and part of it is even with the way they draft? Even with the way that you, you've seen. I mean, how often you can you can be a really good regular season team and you can draft well. Ultimately, even drafting well means you're going to miss on Jalen Tolbert. You're going to miss on Kelvin Joseph. It's not going to be enough to compete with the teams that are also drafting well and then throwing money at free agents or big big swings in the trade like you're not the only team that drafts well and even if you're the best in the league you're not so much better than everybody else that you can neglect trading for big name players or big time players and neglect signing big time players i think that's a great point jones discussed mike's role in putting dak in a better position to succeed right and i sort of agree with what chia follows got going on over there i do think there's a chance though that they they do add a catalyst weapon and if they do that, then maybe things change enough with, with everything, you, you know. So, Jones, but for now, all we can really hope on is that Mike McCarthy makes Dak a better player. Um, he's observed for three years, Steven said of Mike McCarthy. I think he's been a super leader in the aspect in terms of having the respect for Kellen and the offensive group working with Dak, and that was the better way of doing it. He believes now although they believe in a lot of things the same, there's that 15 to 20% that they don't, and I think that Mike just thinks they'll do more with the way he wants to do it, and that will be a better offensive football team. What if they figure out that uh, the coach wasn't the problem? I, I think that's very possible. I mean, what if they figure out that all of a sudden that the offense doesn't move? I mean, is that going to be on McCarthy or is that going to be on Dak? That they I, yeah. don't have the – that they don't have the seasonal success that they've had mm. where they're a top five offense in the league. They're high, you know, with the top five in scoring offenses. And then they fizzle out in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, is that, is, are they going to figure, you know, are they going to figure out that it, you know, what if it is the quarterback, you know, I mean, and, and you know, we're, and I'm, I'm getting vibes already from, you know, Stephen Jones even talked about it. And I confirmed with some guys at, at uh, they're in, uh, in Indianapolis, like they're, 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 
going to extend this guy. Yeah, they, you know they're going to they're going to they're going to they're going to stretch this thing out, and they'd like to do it. And you know we'll see if okay. Dak and them let it happen. Let me ask you guys this because I, I think what we're going to be looking at is three different things. Okay, number one, you're looking at asking Dak maybe to throw to players on the move a little bit more in a West Coast offense. Number two, you're getting more continuity in the game plan, right? And mm-hmm. that's not going to impact Dak at all. And then number three, I think you're going to get more of a commitment to running the same plays with the run game and being better at executing that. I think Kellen Moore looked at the running game as something that supported the passing game where Mike McCarthy is going to practice and emphasize it to you're going to get to a point in the season where you're like, wow, I'm really glad we've been working on this stuff because as the season goes on, we're still able to execute that. So I think you could ask more of Dak and he could very well fail. But Mike McCarthy's experience as a play caller, his continuity and his emphasis could still make this offense better, maybe even in January. Yeah, I, I think that I'm excited to see what McCarthy can do. If that ends up happening, Brian, I, I think you're going to be in, you're going to be locked in on the quarterback. So I think that they would end up moving on from the coach again. I don't think they'd end up moving on from the quarterback because what are you, what are you going to do? You've now got yourself tied financially to Dak. So I don't know, have you, have you hamstrung yourself to the point where now that's a contract that you can't trade, that if you cut him, it's now too big of a dead cap hit. That, that's the stuff that you end up, you need to look into when you go ahead and extend, and that's the debate that we had on Friday. Is it better to just go ahead and eat the big cap hit so that you keep flexibility at the quarterback position, so that you can go into this season and you know and you have those answers, right? Yeah. Because I, I think that that's something that you're going to find out pretty quickly this year. It, you can make an argument that if it doesn't work out and, and Dak fails, you know, to make this offense go, that maybe a team could move on. But it's clear this team is sticking with him probably for at least the next six years. And I think Dak's a good quarterback. You guys know I, I've been the last yeah. one on the show that's been fighting for the guy. There's any given Sunday Dak can look like a dude who's a top five, top eight quarterback, but there's Sundays where he looks like he's – anywhere from 12 to to 20 where he doesn't play good football it's the consistency issues within his game maybe Mike McCarthy can help correct some of that I do want to say that that I don't think the turnovers this is the first year that we've really seen the interceptions be as big of an issue as it was I'd like to say that's one that's more of an anomaly than it's going to be the norm heading into next year that's something he's going to have to get corrected but they've got to do a better job of finding a way to get him some more help around him I know that that's a that's an issue that was just this year it's not an issue that's been a a problem for the majority of his career but they can't just rely on the draft this offseason to do it they've got to do a different job with the way they build this football team and look at trades and look at free agency and quit just bargain shopping when it comes to that stuff they can't just rely on the draft i think we got a wiener at the plate right now for milwaukee i, don't I, know. I think I the catcher this? i think the catcher got hit in the weenie too oh really yeah that's what oh we're my do- gosh yeah, that's what we're dealing this, with that's right pretty now. amazing because yes. we have the yeah. batter number 88 from milwaukee right now last name wiener he's throwing up the x too he's rocking number 88 and he just took a huge cut he tried to hit that thing to glendale yeah. A, few, a few seconds ago on on that uh, same pitch. Uh, I think Probably would have distracted that catcher. 
maybe it's Weimer. Is that a, I thought was an N might it's be an actually an yeah, M. It's, it's an M. Weimer. But I false we, alarm. We false can, wiener we can alarm. Call him wiener. Yeah. No, it's a false wiener I, alarm. I, let me say this, guys. It's easier to get rid of a six million dollar coach than it is get rid of a forty million dollar quarterback. Right. But yeah. how long do you want to keep going into that quarterback? Oh, I, you know my treadmill, you, right? you know my argument. Like, you know that's my, the thing. I, I've been terrified of this, Brian. But because I don't know if this team can evaluate a okay, starting you, quarterback, and they got lucky with that. You got to come to grips with the I, the fact that right now there's only one guy who can take a roster like this to the Super Bowl. As an organization, you're idiotic if you were asking Dak Prescott to be better in year eight. You're like, wow, we, we, we need Dak to be one click better. Shut up, dude. You need to build him a better team yes, or stop do. talking about the Super Bowl, period. We know how good the coach is. We know how good the quarterback is. Everybody on the team that's been here playing well, we know how good they are. And damn it, they're still in their prime. You want to you wanna keep building this kind of team for another three or four years and be like, yeah, they couldn't do it. It was crazy. Our biggest regret is not getting that team a championship. Take a legitimate shot at building a team. It doesn't take anything close to where Dak is to get close there. Jimmy Garoppolo, Brock Purdy, these guys are taking teams to the Super Bowl in the NFC title game and can't hold Dak's jock. Okay, so who's good enough? Like reporters asking this question, you know, you know what it takes to get to the Super Bowl. Okay, Brad Johnson has won one. Trent Dilfer has won one. Joe Flacco has won one. The idea that somehow Dak isn't good enough is BS. The team isn't smart enough to know how to build a winner around Dak Prescott. One of my favorite things that I saw the other day was uh, the cash spending that the Cincinnati Bengals have done over the last decade. They're known for being a cheap team. They're always in the bottom half of the league and how much they spend in an offseason. And then they jumped all the way to second most spending in, I believe, the 2020 offseason. And the Bengals and Joe Burrow go on a Super Bowl run, and they come up just shy. And it's the one offseason over 12 years where it was like, hey, they spent some money. Now they had the quarterback on the rookie deal for sure. But you can see what that does. You go from being a middle-of-the-road team to all of a sudden, okay, we like this quarterback. Let's get him a bunch of talent on both sides of the ball. And now all of a sudden, the Cincinnati bleeping Bengals are in the Super Bowl. Was Jerry Jones' biggest mistake implementing the salary cap in the NFL? Well, yeah. Thinking that that would be a good idea. And at the time, the Cowboys are on top of the mountain. You're a dynasty. And that players are just going to want to play for the Cowboys. And they'll take less because they want to play for the Cowboys. And now you're almost 30 years later, and clearly that's not the case. They'll play for the Cowboys if they got to choose between the Cowboys and another team at minimum. Right. Right, like Barr and Peters did. They're like, well, yeah, I'd rather play for so the Cowboys. So you're getting guys in the twilight yeah. of their career yeah. that maybe they've got just a little, a little bit, bit left. But when you're talking about trying to get the best of the best – they don't yeah. want to spend that money. Jerry thought he could have the best of both worlds, but, you know, and, and he did because it allows him to grow the pie. He was more interested in getting all of the other markets interested in feeling that they got a chance. He had had all of his, uh, his, a lot of his success already. So, you know, that's kind of where he shifted from being a shark looking to gobble up everything to, hey, I got to look out for the, the, the other parts of this league and make sure everything else is growing. And I think the businessman uh, maybe killed the dynasty a little bit there, Wolchuk. I think that's a good point. And, and now they're letting the salary cap really handcuff them. Like they're, yes. they're thinking, oh, my gosh, this is everything. We got to make sure the salary, we can't botch the salary cap. And, and that's a frustrating situation. You know who will not be handcuffed is Tim in the 940 who says, you guys got me. I'm getting Sonic right now. He texted in his order, spicy steak grilled cheese. 
Ooh. Hell of a call. How Ooh. is that? Is that delicious? Fries and a large Powerade with raspberry. Tim in the 940. Feeling Man. like a million bucks right now, chowing on some Sonic. Hey, can I just throw something at you guys here? Uh, we've got guys that are listening to our show. Yeah. Around, and it's funny. It, this one guy said, hey, uh, technically we were second in spending in 2020 in the league. Oh, signing their own guys back. Yeah. yeah. So technically, I mean, again, that's, you know. They look at it as signing their own as, as, as free agency. And that's, you know, yeah. but that's, you know, if you, I guess it's, you know, if you want to go out and, you know, there's different ways of doing this, but, yeah. you know, I mean. That's, Is any team doing it that way and having success? Well, um, just re-signing your own guys and yeah. not help? No. I would, I would uh, say no. You can't only go ahead and restock <laughs> your cupboard I mean, with can't, your own players. Can't, can't, well, no. Okay, just signing your own. Yeah. Like, for a long time, the Colts were really good at that during the Peyton Manning era. You had Peyton Manning. Sure. And there would be, like, only one guy that wasn't homegrown. But, again, they win one Super Bowl with Peyton Manning. Right. Maybe they should have had seven, you know, Definitely. And, and and maybe that strategy held well, it back. And you know what? Hell, make whatever excuse you want. Yeah. Congratulations. In 2020, you spent money, you signed your own guys. You haven't won a damn Super Bowl in 27 years. Yeah. Something's got to change. Well, you know, I, I think it's it's got to be the willingness to ride that salary cap roller coaster a little bit more and, and push it. And maybe we'll get a compromise. Can can they take like a 10 or 20 percent step in our direction? Because they're not far. Right, if Steele and Pollard stay healthy, maybe you do end up beating the 49ers, and we're talking about something else. So, but that's that's leaving a thin margin for error. Okay, when we return here in the G Bag Nation, live from Surprise, Arizona, Giafalo, I believe, and Wolchuk is going to take us around the rim. Is that right? Yes, sir. We absolutely are. For the first time in Surprise history, we have weird sightings at the AAC yesterday, and the Rockets seem to be just what the doctor ordered. That's next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. 
Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back, Nation. Hope you're having a good one. Fans excited about a big play at the plate. Just went down here. We're live at Surprise, Arizona. Our coverage is brought to you by Sonic. Mm, good. It's time to go around the rim here, G-Bag Nation. And this segment is presented by the Frankels. There is a reason you need a special license to drive a big truck. So companies that hire drivers and put them in a big truck should be held accountable for what happens when one hurts you. Frankly, you need Franklin Frankel. Consultations always free over there at truckwreck.com. Here's Eric Chiafalo with the latest on an exciting day and night in the NBA. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. 15 minutes away from best of the weekend. We go ahead and cut the lights out for the first time in surprise history. We cut the lights out. We put the kids to bed. The G-Bag Nation is going all the way around the rim. Rain dance. The hell's wrong with you? I don't know. I got problems, man. Always a special occasion when I'm we giddy. get to go. Uh, you are, man. I love it. Have a little Arizona rim sesh. We did this in yeah. Phoenix a while back, and now we're doing it in surprise, and uh, we could not be happier. It's good vibes out here, It's man. fantastic vibes. Uh, absolutely love it. It feels amazing. The breeze running through the window here in this little uh, press box situation that we're in, radio booth situation that we're in. I keep getting wind gusts of funnel cake and hot dog and corn dog, and it's just to die for. Poor Walchuk's drinking his meals still, and he hasn't figured out a way yet. He hasn't mastered the drinking of his meals because earlier we didn't want to interrupt the the segment, Dawson, but while he was uh, topping off, uh, finishing off his nice little chocolate We're shake. We're in, bro. He had, I know. This thing's, I, I all of a sudden it ends up in his eyeball. Just the very oh last drip. He got, drip. He got, it dripped into his eyeball, and I hope the Twello's got a chance to see it. Can I lead around the rim real quick? Absolutely. Yeah, take okay, it uh, number one, um, Abby's uh, sixth grade basketball team yesterday, they're up 11 to 8 with 30 seconds to go. Barn burner. 11 to 8, okay? These are 10-minute quarters, pretty long games, and they'd only scored 19 points combined. Other team makes a three to tie the game at 11, okay? It's 11 to 11. And it's rare. It's rare that a sixth grader makes a three, but we're starting to see a lot of them. This girl brings it down the court, throws a great pass to this girl named Callie. Her dad's a Tolo salute to him, and he's assistant coach on the team. She makes a three from the top of the key for the game. 14-11, Sunnyvale sixth graders win the league. Oh, dude. Yeah, Salute to you girls. Storm the court? Is that a storm the court situation? I, I think so. Is, yeah. that a, is that a Gatorade bath for the coach, or is that just lifting up young Callie and saying, hey, you're the, uh, you're the MVP today? Uh, I, you know, I, I, I wasn't there. Um, you know, this oh, all happened. While, there. Well, but, <laughs> but there's a video. There's a video at Gavin Dawson for anybody that wants to check it out. Oh. I was pretty stoked. They got the video of the game-winning three. And rumor has it they celebrated by uh, – Going to Sonic. Going to Sonic and getting some slushes, man. That's the only way to do it. Heck yes. All right, Riff Raff, we know him as the cousin of Mac McClung, or maybe we know Mac McClung as the cousin of Rick Riff Raff. I did not know they were related. Yeah, it's a real thing. Spring The man's Ray. got some, yeah, he's got some nicknames, right? We yeah. learned that. Lucius told us that. We right? went down the Riff Raff nickname rabbit hole last week, day after the All-Star weekend, and uh, he says that the Lakers and the Warriors, quote-unquote, fumbled his cousin Mac McClung quote the new uh ivory iverson Ooh. so that's what they are calling mac mcclung or at least that's what his uh his cousin riffraff is trying to get off the ground right maybe now we get a new post malone song maybe the, the ivory iverson. ivory iverson <laughs> maybe the ivory harold minor 
Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that actually fits better. It's not quite as sexy. It's not grabbing the headlines the way Riff Raff wants to do it with the Ivory Iverson, but it's probably a little bit more journalistically integritous. Yes, that's correct. Uh, I hope that's a word. Uh, really not, I don't think. Okay, so weird sightings at the AAC <laughs> yesterday. They're all and, made up. <laughs> yeah, they're all made Lucia's up Lucia's anyway. taught us that, too. Yeah. Yeah, miscellaneous, right? We can all ride with that. I don't know about that one. Okay, so we saw a couple of weird things. Uh, we had a LeBron James fan, an older gentleman, uh, and he was wearing the, the Laker purple number six LeBron jersey. He had the purple little hoodie on over it, and he was he w- he had a LeBron puppet at the AAC yesterday. Now, I don't know if you guys got a chance to see this. It was like, I like don't know. Like a ventriloquist yeah, guy? Yeah, like a ventriloquist. He's got, like, he's dribbling a ball. He's using the, the, the puppet strings to have LeBron dribble a basketball. I've never seen this in my entire life. I believe it's the first of its kind. And so I wanted to at least show this guy a little bit of respect. Maybe he's a D-Town Tolo who happens to be a Lakers fan, and he's got himself a LeBron puppet, and he was dribbling all up and down the, the concourse yesterday. At the AAC, what sure. Doesn't... When Palenka, the GM, was, yeah, was like, was it like LeBron? With <laughs> LeBron Pal- Palenka with the puppet, yeah, yeah. the Palenka puppet, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the GM for the Lakers. Very integrative. That was a that was a weird sighting. The other one was in Dave McMenamin, aka <laughs> Gavin Dawson. Gavin Dawson, yeah, Dawson Light. He says uh, one of the unique features to the Mavericks in arena presentation, and I wonder how many people notice this. I notice it every time. But like when it, when a shot hits the rim or swishes, it's loud. They got a loud. It's loud, real loud in those rims. Yeah, at the AAC to accentuate the swish or the brick, and so the refs ha- had to before the game. They informed the game ops crew to turn the mics off for the rest of the game after the Lakers bench said the mic'd rims were drowning out the refs' whistle. So uh, maybe they, they, they turned up the volume on the rim quite literally yesterday at the AAC. Or maybe the Lakers are just a little bit hard of hearing uh, or wanted to act yeah, like they, they were an older team. The older, yeah, older team for sure. No question about that. Whiny. Uh, so that was that. That's a weird one. And then seeing Austin Reeves get in the face of Josh Green and say, "quote You ain't bleep. I'll bleep you up." Was not something I was anticipating. Like this Austin Reeves guy does not look like the guy who's getting in anybody's face and saying, "I'll bleep you up." Uh, so the height of competition never can, know. can bring can bring it out of anybody. I guess you never know who can fight. You know, I, I had this friend uh, for many years named uh, Richie. And, you know, he, he was only about 5'7", but he was built like a damn fire hydrant. Ooh. Mm. And he was stronger in hell, but I never really noticed, right? And then I saw it go down one night at a co-ed softball game. Uh-oh. And I'll be damned, out of all the people, like a lot of big, strong, home-run-hitting son-of-a-guns, Richie's out there picking people up and dropping them. And <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah, dude, I was like a high school wrestling champ and, you know, used oh. to – he grew up on the streets, you know, so I can fist fight too. And Incredible. Watch out like, for the little ones. Hot damn, I'm glad I never messed it with little mm. Ris- Richie Bristol. Yeah, little Richie. I learned that day. That guy. Got to uh, crush it with Richie. If you got a little wrestling background, nine yeah. times out of ten, that's all you need. A little high school wrestling background can, can allow you to mow through many the everyman. Yeah. Uh, and then you'll run into one guy who happens to be bigger, stronger, and had the, the background to go to go with it. Kickboxer. But, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. yeah, the kick oh, the kickbox. You get roundhouse, <laughs> that's what spinning you're like. back fist. If you yeah. didn't knock you out, you yeah. go, Okay, yeah, you win. That's it. Whoa. You, you can pull that off more than I bargained for. Way hey, more than I was anticipating. Hey Chief, can I throw something in here? You know, we're talking about Josh Green and stuff like that. I just got a text from a guy because we were kind of having this conversation earlier in the show. And he was talking about Josh and kind of like why? what's the problem with Josh here of, of, of late. He says maybe because of the number of total minutes he's played this year has brought him to the wall. 
a little bit. You know, we always talk about the rookie wall and stuff like that, but yeah. you know, these guys are trying to get him back on track. But you know, maybe it's something that with all the with all the what he's had to do, all the minutes that he's had to play, the Mavs kind of feel like that maybe they've they got him to a point they need to kind of back him up. But he missed like twenty games, right? Like he had the he had the elbow problem that he was dealing with. I, you know, I thought he missed yeah. a ton mm-hmm. of games. So I mean, it kind of surprised me, but I kind of found it interesting though that maybe some of the struggles that he's had, they feel like that he he might have he might have hit that wall already. There's normal ups and downs, but at the same time, teams might be game planning for him a little bit more as well these yeah. days after his uh, impressive breakout. And good news for the Mavs: Mark Stein saying the anticipation for Maxi Kleba's return tomorrow night is uh, all things. Let's go. go. So. Hopefully that can get this thing moving in a positive defensive direction. They need uh, it desperately. Because what the Mavs have done from a, a like giving up points in the paint, only the Spurs have been worse over the last 10 games. They're just giving up a ridiculous amount of points at the paint. It's a layup line constantly. Now, uh, I did want to mention Damian Lillard, mm-hmm. his dominance last night. Holy smokes, we were all at dinner. I get the notification, Lillard 41 and half one. And I was just like, all right. He, he's going for the gusto. He ends up with 71, which is tied with Donovan Mitchell of the Cleveland Cavaliers for the uh, highest single-game scoring performance by any individual this season. Uh, but it all happens versus the Rockets, man. This is just amazing. So you get Dame's career high last night versus the Rockets. You had Ja Morant have a season-high 49 points versus the Rockets earlier this season. Lori Markkinen had a career-high 49 points versus the Rockets this year. Jeez. LeBron had a season-high 48 points versus the Rockets this year. Anthony Edwards had a season-high 44 points against the Rockets this year. Same with Trey Young. You also had Tyler Hero with a 41-point career-high versus the Rockets this year as well. And that's not even including like a Luka Doncic 50-burger he dropped on those fools, but that's not a season-high <laughs> or a career-high, so I couldn't mention that. Well, Damian Lillard ended up getting drug tested following the 71 point game and it's funny he was he was a little bit upset about this he was like are are y'all serious I did the urine test yesterday and then they backed it up with the blood drawn test tonight after the game and he said that was his first time in his entire career that he's been tested after a game so he puts up 71 and immediately the NBA is like hold up something's up here blood test it's not a home run hitter what's Come on. going on that's, i don't know yeah but you're telling me damian lillard oh that's out of the ordinary that he's possibly able to put up 71 points Come on, guys. He has been on an absolute tear. 50 in a loss to cleveland a couple of months ago 60 utah in january 71 here i think he's averaging over 40 points per game over the last 19 wow yeah yeah, he's he's in his bag right now. Uh, a couple of housekeeping notes: the Suns are monitoring Derrick Rose, according to Chris Haynes. Uh, they they might want that extra ball handler. They got Chris Paul, they got Campaign, but Derrick Rose might they might add a, a Derrick Rose to that oh, star-studded wow. Suns team right now. So be on the lookout for that. It's a and, place to be, I guess. Yeah, no question about it. I get it for sure. Uh, and I'm honestly kind of surprised Derrick Rose isn't on a team right now. I thought the last we saw him, he was playing. He was playing well. well. He was. Yeah. He was playing well. And then it looks like the Milwaukee. Bucks co-owner Mark Lazary has reached a deal to sell his stake in the Bucks to Cleveland Browns owners Jimmy and D Haslam for oh, 3.5 no. billion valuation. So the Haslams, maybe one of the worst owners in all of sports, are now going to Milwaukee to maybe just tear that entire organization They're down. They're double dipping. I'm yeah, sure Bucks fans are thrilled about that one. Not at all, man. No, Not at they all. can't be. Finally, uh, Jimmy Butler's a little frustrated with what's going on with the Heat. He said, "We've got to figure this out very, very quickly." I think if he gets frustrated and wants out, that could be a Maverick target. Uh, absolutely, I'd yeah. love me some Jimmy yeah. Butler. Yeah, no, that that guy's the real. He's deal. a Texas kid, I believe. 
Yeah, you Tyler, know Tyler Texas is own. I know maybe just play JUCO there. Uh, that that would that would probably be a better perfect pairing with uh, Luca because he's a great two way player and more of a uh, an attacking guard than a point guard. What do you think? Yeah, Chiefs. Houston, yeah, Houston agree with that. Kid. I would. I would co-sign everything there. Uh, and he's going to bring the defense to the table. He he he's the guy though that would be he'd be frustrated on this team because he's he legit cares about defense and he'd be yeah. looking at Luca like, dude, what are you what are you doing? That might be the vet that you need to create accountability, you know? Yeah. And and create that kind of uh, toughness with the leadership that Jason Kidd would probably love. You're talking about these guys need to grow up. You get Jimmy Butler here. If you don't grow up, he's going to cuss you out of practice. 100% of the time. Yeah. I yep. kind of applaud the hair bits that he does before the season starts. <laughs> I, I love know. that. It's great. So oh, any man. hair bits he's all about, I'm, I'm all for getting the guy myself. All right, we got to run. Uh, best of the weekend's coming up next here. Live from Surprise Coverage brought to you by Sonic. Mm, good. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Thank you, Lucius. We are live at Surprise, Arizona, home of Rangers Spring Training. Uh, Coverage is brought to you by Sonic. Mm, Good. Here's Chiafalo, best of the weekend. All right, so the XFL continues to uh, be just funny, man. I mean, there's a lot of funny stuff. I think they're doing some things extremely well, some other things. Uh, I think we could all just appreciate the uh, the comedic value. First and foremost, you had the the Las Vegas Vipers. They were not able to land the uh, the Raiders Allegiant Stadium uh, as the, the home of their team. So you have like most of these other teams are are playing in respectable. Maybe it's the Alamo Dome or the Dome at America Center, uh, Camping World Stadium. Of course, we have ours in Arlington as well. That's not too bad. But Cashman Field is where the Vipers play. Originally built as a Triple A baseball uh, stadium in 1983, renovated, converted to a minor league soccer field in 2019. Now it's the home of the Vipers, well. and this field could not be more terrible. They were spray painting it green before the game, a little bit of precipitation. You thought guys were slipping around during the Super Bowl. This was incredible. Every time you turned around, these guys were just slipping, slipping. The kickers, these poor kickers, man, trying to kick on this field. It's just, it's laughable. It's sad. I felt for them. The press box looked like it was like some type of construction zone that they built, like these stilts and just threw two broadcasters in there. That was kind of funny, but I did not realize. Did you guys know the way the XFL does their travel plans and their travel accommodations? No. So all eight teams in the league practice in the Arlington hub. Yeah. So all the all the teams are are local in Arlington practicing, and then when it's time to go play a game in Vegas. Uh, then you load up and you fly, but you fly with the team that you're playing against to and from. Wow. So it's like Michigan, Michigan State walking into the same tunnel going into halftime. You have these guys riding on the same plane going to the game and then coming home, and obviously coming home would be much worse, especially if you are – uh, a team like the Vipers who lost to the D.C. Defenders. And so you have the Vipers sitting in the front of the plane, silent, wallowing in their loss, if you will. And then you have the D.C. Defenders in the back of the plane, and they're all taking videos and they're posting them. And you got Futures March Madness playing. They're getting hyped. You got the, the booze is flowing, and they're, they're, they're basking in victory. I love and it. I'm like, I can't believe the XFL, they fly both teams 
to uh, to and from each game. Whatever I guess whatever it takes to keep the cost down. You know, oh, for sure. Yeah, that's the whole idea. No question. That's the whole idea right there, for sure. You know, the the, the XFL, like watching a, a bit of the telecast, it's shamelessly a trout for the NFL. It's like, hey, Jim, I think we have a guy over here that might have made a just good enough play to make a training camp next year. Let's talk to him. And it's it's interesting, compelling content as you're, you know, they're they're not hiding it. They're not saying, hey, we're such an awesome football product. You better check this out. It's you know, hey, we might be finding a guy that slipped through the cracks. Or check this out. This guy was an All-American in college. He was in the NFL for four years. He's trying to fight his way back in. And I find, I find it to be pretty interesting because there's quite a few recognizable names. I bet when Krusty's watching it, it's just one guy after another that he scouted and, and knows quite well. Yeah, it's like one of those things. I, I think the league has done a much better job because you've got some guys – you know, like that that have been in the NFL for a long time and they understand about team building. You know, maybe they they, they lost the opportunity to, to stay in the NFL. But, they're you know, I think that the XFL has done it the right way with the with their player personnel guys, the, the way that they they have the, the you know, with having everybody at one location, the practices and stuff like that. I, I don't think that's kind of crazy at all. I I just feel like they're doing the best they can to to continue to try and grow the league until they get, you know, the, the necessary funds to be able to, to fully support it like it needs to be supported. Yeah, no question. It just adds a little bit of insult to injury every time you take that L and then you get on the uh, Well, let me ask airplane. you this. If you if you take the L, are you to the back of the plane? No, they're on the front. Uh, the party's in the back. So the, it, it's, so the sulking's in the front. The party's in the back. So they're trying to get the losing team off the plane first I kind of a thing? So. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the cool, makes sense. The, the cool kids sit in the back of the bus. I remember getting on the, the bus for the first time in sixth grade. The eighth graders were in the back. It's like, hey, sixth grader, you got to pick the, 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 the closest open seat. I kinda, uh, but the, the party's in the back. Dude. I kind of feel like that the, the, the winners need to be in the front of the, the, front of the plane. Is that you, what know, you, you get prefer? the right to get off first. Yeah, you get the right to get yeah. off first. Yeah, yeah it's like you're, you, got, you got boarding. You got boarding card A fifteen. Maybe they got a door in the back too. They do. They do. That's yeah. you, you always. You can travel. Yeah, both ways. You can. Yeah. So uh, you also have the broadcast where they're doing the live mics. We heard G bag of the day. Uh, <laughs> you, they, they let some stuff slip a little bit. Here was one of my favorite moments where you have the play caller uh, on the sidelines. The coach, he's dialing up the play and then he's upset about something. And well, it immediately goes over the air. We might uh, we might not we might not actually have that. Uh, wait, I wait, are you talking to me? Uh, yeah, uh, we have the, the sound of the, the play caller from the XFL. Oh, and yeah. He, he drops a curse word in the middle of his play call. Yeah. Keeps going over the air. Yeah. Twins left Cancun wide spot. Scat left. Shane's got to get that. <laughs> like, you could be sitting on your couch, and then that just gets uh, just thrown at you. It's it, That's what the XFL is providing for us right now. Then you have a coach, uh, Terrell Buckley, who is – We drafted him in Green Bay. That was the first guy we ever drafted in Green Bay. Good corner, right? Yeah. yeah. He ended up – didn't he was, he – was he really good for the Eagles? No. No, no. He went to the Dolphins. He went to the Dolphins. He bounced around a little bit, yeah. Well, uh, he coaches the Orlando Guardians, and uh, he was—they're bad offensively. He was not happy with his team's performance. He's got a little Jason Kidd in him. He's like, "This, this is not my fault. This is the players' fault." Here he is, Terrell Buckley. 
Welcome back to Orlando here with Coach Buckley. Coach, how do you change this momentum? We got to get different guys in there. Obviously, we got, I got guys out there that are not competing, that are not making plays. So we got to get people in there, young men that want to play, that want to compete and make plays. I just saw you walk up and down this sideline and look some guys in their faces. What did you see out of your team? I'm seeing guys not performing. Look at the scoreboard. They got to perform. <laughs> it's like uh, the, these guys are not any good. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm used to – I was hoping we were going to get guys that were legit players, and for some reason my players can't do anything. Don't look at me. Don't look at me. You know look what? Look at these players. There was a coach that probably said something about him back in the day the same way he was talking about his team. Yeah. You know, Buckley was a shorter guy, and we should have took Troy Vinson is who we should have taken. Instead, we took Buckley, and it – you know, I mean, he – we, we get on digs about not tackling and not winning, being involved and stuff like that. Yeah. Buckley was the <laughs> Buck, Buckley, uh, Buckley was digs before digs. Wow. In the 90s. Yeah. I, yeah. I feel like the best coaches can focus on what techniques or what recognition we need, but a lot of times it's just that the guys don't have the energy. They don't have it that day. And it can be highly, highly frustrating when you're watching guys that won't even go to the damn ball. It's like, wow, no wonder you're not in the NFL, bro. You know? What, what what do you do you need do you need a, a a handwritten note that it's okay to go over there and tackle that guy? What the hell are you waiting for? Mm. You know, and and it's it, it's it's so maddening. I I think as a coach because you can't coach effort. You know, yeah. you can coach everything, but if you if you don't want to you know full send with with it, then there's nothing I can do, and you're stuck. You know, you're 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 really stuck as a coach. Well, the problem you run into, and I was giving praises to these, you know, the XFL for these guys and the gals that are picking these players and stuff. But, you know, Buckley, that's your team. You know, you you had the opportunity to draft your guys, pick your guys, and stuff like yeah. that. If, you know, yeah. if you didn't, you know, and I, I get it. It's you're not spending, you know, millions of dollars on XFL scouting, but still, you're dead you know, right. Yeah, yeah, it's your team. You're the one yeah. that you know had the opportunity. to. Part of it's frustration that you didn't prepare them better. Oh, to sure. be honest, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, now, well, just that... need new players. Need a new team. <laughs> yeah, can't win with them. Can't coach with them. Can't do it. Can't do it. Hey, uh, I think the number one surprise so far from surprise is that Broadus left his legendary scouting bag in the trunk of his uh, Nissan Sentra. I was stunned. I could not believe. You picked it up thinking like, oh, Brian, you need this. He's like, nope. Got don't a new need bag. it. I'm double strapped up now. He didn't want to do the single strap on the right shoulder. I don't know if if that is causing any hip trouble, perhaps, or if that's bad for the bunion on the right side. No. I didn't know what the deal was here, but Broadus has gone with a good old fashioned Jan Sport New Age double strap backpack as opposed to the old mummified scouting bag that he's had for 164 years. Yeah, me and Bucko Kilroy back in the day, our scouting bags were very similar like <laughs> Bucko that. Bucko Kilroy? Did you just make up that name? No, it's a real man, a real scout. Real, I don't believe Hall you. of Fame scout. Look him up. That's Buc a Hall of Fame name is what Look that him up. is. Bucko Kilroy. He was Bucko a New Kilroy. England Patriots hey, back in the Bucko. day. Bucko Kilroy. And he uh, he had an old <laughs> old school scout. Did you see his picture? I do. Yeah, Bucko Kilroy. He's oh, a big time man. scout. Yeah. He was the original Krusty. He was when born it, in 1921. There you go. Six days before Brian Broaddus. I was scouting with him. I was selling programs at the uh, the old uh, the old stadiums with him and stuff like that. But <laughs> yeah, the scouting bag. I just got tired. I mean, I was walking the last trip we had to Arizona. I got tired. I mean, I was walking behind you guys, and my bag was falling all over the place, and stuff was falling out and all that because the zippers were broken and stuff. Yeah, so. but next thing I know, you're going to get a new wallet. That's not going to happen. Who are you, Brian? <laughs> I mean, my gosh. 
I don't know, man. I tell you what. I, I will say this. I saved Jared some embarrassment last night. I pulled one of my dad moves and go, everybody make sure they got their credit cards out of the checkbook thing, you know, out of the check when you – Oh, uh, after yeah. you pay. And Jared looked down at me and goes, thank you. And he, sure enough, he had his credit card. So, you know, every once in a while I come up with some type of crusty maneuver, wallets, phones, make sure you have them, guys, and yeah. Yeah, it pays off for you every once in a while. There are some redeeming qualities to your crustiness. You're right, Appreciate Brian. that. Thank you. All righty. Uh, thank you, Chief. What the heck was that? Bobby Carella, Mavs.com, explains how concerned we should be after one of the most disappointing Mavs games in a long time. It's next in the nation. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.